accept that. Good stuff. Right, welcome back to the podcast. So we have Owen Dobbin Cato on the podcast again. Um, he was on it before. If you haven't heard that one, go and listen to it. Not really sure what we're going to talk about, but we'll see. I asked him, was he yesterday I messaged you? Was I yeah, man. Yes, it wasn't even 24 hours ago, I'd say, was it? No, no. And you were like, fuck it, I have a gap tomorrow. So you're like, right, let's get something out. Something of value, because the conversations we have are always good anyway. So um, I suppose I just wanted to talk about like where you're currently at and maybe some useful tips for people on that, but we'll get into it anyway. But again, just like a brief introduction for anybody that doesn't know who you are. Oh man, that's such a hard question, isn't it? Like, who am I? Um, no, I'm an online coach uh, and I've been traveling quite a bit. I was just saying to you off air, almost too much over the last few months. I am based predominantly in Barcelona and Spain, but I have been mucking around Europe for the last, I don't know, since what, September? And yeah, man, people won't believe me when I say this, but I'm sick of traveling. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of it. You're someone who loves traveling. What? What? Why are you sick of traveling? What's the man? I'm gonna sound so boring, but routine being one of the things that I just I'm a creature of habit. Like I love routine. Um, and I don't currently have. I have routines when I'm going places, but just in terms of work, you know yourself when you're trying to get work done. Every time you up and leave, it's just such a hassle. Um, so that's one thing: routine of work and training, which I have actually been managing. But it's taken a lot out of me. Like it's a lot harder than it than it needs to be. That's one thing. Um, just hobbies and interests as well that are hard to keep up when you're traveling. Um, that's been a big one um, for me as well. And then obviously people and friends. Just traveling sounds great, but you're always meeting people, and then two weeks or three weeks or a month later, you're gone on again, and it's just kind of it's a bit shallow at times. Um, and I was traveling with one of my best mates as well, which is obviously great. But like at the same time, it's nice to be somewhere where you can hang out with a lot of people that you know well all the time. Um, I obviously have that in Ireland and I have that in Spain as well. So you kind of only have that in a place you are relatively long term, you know. Yeah. So those things. Yeah, there's other there's there's obviously loads of pros to traveling as well. Yeah. Like I think mm-hmm. just where I'm at now with the things I'm working on, I want a little bit more structure and a little bit less log in that big fucking suitcase can i curse on this podcast yeah i just did no, in the US, so. <laughs> yeah, fuck no. i'm so sorry yeah there you go less logging around with a big suitcase as well because bro i've been traveling heavy yeah so heavy, i think i the last place i went to was morocco which was when was that probably two months ago nearly now but I went for a week and I brought my camera bag. It's not in the background. I thought it was just a backpack. It's like a douche bags backpack if anyone's familiar with camera gear. That's the name of it. <clears throat> but the camera took up half of it. And then I squashed in like some socks and jocks. And I think I brought, I was wearing one pants and brought two pairs of shorts, maybe two t-shirts. Literally just traveled as light as possible for the week. And that was grand. I didn't have access to a washing machine until like towards the end of the week. But it's definitely possible if you're able to wash stuff and that to travel light. And yeah, I hate I hate lugging around a suitcase. I just like having my hands free. So if I can have a back bag in my backpack, then I feel like I've freedom. And if something happens, my hands are there. Do you know? Man, hundred percent. Sorry, that's my WhatsApp beeping in the background. I'm not sure if Zoom is recording that or not. But apologies. Um, it's no. off now. 
Yeah, man, I had 48 kilos of luggage going around Europe. <laughs> like, it's just so much shit that's heavy. Like, the mic that I'm using right now is, there's a big metal base on it. And then I have, like, books and, like, all my supplements and, like, my speaker and I, just pairs of shoes, like gym shoes. Um, yeah, I just have loads of heavy shit. And yeah. it's kind of hard to travel light when you need a lot of the stuff for, like, work and you need stuff for training. And, you know, you're obviously trying to keep your nutrition and stuff on point and i've got creatine i've got fucking yeah. protein got all everything like you know i'm trying to lug it around just looking around yeah here. i suppose if you're like if you're going from place to place it's hard but if you're going from one place to another like when i was in spain this month it was three months so i didn't need i got a lot of them things over there like supplements i just got over there and um things like that i didn't even bring a mic i think i was recording podcasts without a mic but my mic's very light as well but there's definitely there's definitely a possibility to travel light and go minimalist but when you're trying to move like your whole life and your work and your your training gear and all that like there's a lot of stuff involved that's the thing man yeah and i think as well like the way i've been traveling it's been like working traveling yeah. so it hasn't been like you know people are like oh you're off traveling you're just like living the dreams like no no i still work my balls off like yeah monday yeah. friday i still have gym stuff to do i still have normal shit to do you know that everyone else has to do except now i'm in a new place and i'm like oh yeah, fuck yeah. we'll have to go and find this out or do this so yeah man also it's just way more expensive to travel than it is to live in one place in terms of like short-term rentals like are so much more expensive and then what you get for your money is not half as good as say you settle down and put like next year i'm putting a 12-month lease on a house in spain just because you get a better you get better value for your money if yeah. you have a longer term lease whereas like if you're only renting for like a month you're paying through the teeth and you're not even getting that great an apartment or do you know what i mean so yeah man next year i have like i still have five i think i have five countries to be in and then traveling has ended but i already have everything kind of booked and stuff so i'm still gonna go yeah is that um do you have certain things on or is it just the one traveler Yes. Well, so I'm in Spain right now recording this podcast and I'm flying to Scotland tomorrow um, to see family for a week and some friends. Um, then I go to Ireland for Christmas. Then I'm in Ireland actually for like a few weeks because the Irish Rowing Championships are on at the end of January. So oh, yeah. I'm in Ireland till about the 24th, I think. And then I'm going away to Madrid with a friend from the 24th for a week. And then I'm going back to Barcelona in the start of February for two weeks. And then I'm going to Russia for um, wind tunnel skydiving training for two weeks right. in February. Um, yeah, so like that's kind of a big enough thing. Um, you know, it's pretty much just full on training for two weeks. Um, and then I'm back. So like, yeah, it'll be it'll be like March before I'm kind of actually settled, I think. But like, I'm kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, 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 I'd imagine. Is that like the thing in Russia? Is that um, is that like only on in Russia? Like, is the reason? Is it very big in Russia? What? No. So basically, dude, I'm sure you've seen a wind tunnel. Yeah. Right? If, I think were you in one in? Uh, where were you? I was in one in Berlin there. Berlin, yeah. Like, or three weeks ago. Um, yeah. So basically, for anyone who's listening in, it's going. What's a wind tunnel? Like, wind tunnel is basically a simulator of skydiving. When you fart into a Pringle tube exactly exactly from the bottom at like 250 miles per hour 
I don't know if you do farts that fast, but anyway, yeah, it's basically like a, uh, indoor skydiving. So it's a big turbine. It's a big kind of a chute that you get into and the wind blows from below. So you can jump into the tube into the tube and you can basically fly around and it simulates skydiving so it's essentially skydiving training but because it's like the gym actually it's like the gym say, how, how does it compare to actual skydiving then man so here's the deal when you actually skydive right you only get a minute in free fall yeah which is a minute where you're falling with the air coming up against you and then where you can actually fly but like so for example to do 60 minutes of free fall time skydiving you need to jump out of a plane 60 times whereas i did you know that that could take you that could take you a year to do it could take you six months yeah. it could take you a year you know if you're a busy person whereas i got that done in a week in berlin because i did 60 minutes in a week in the wind tunnel so you can just accelerate your learning really really much much quicker and it's cheaper um but it's faster and also when you're in the tunnel you're not worrying about fuck i'm falling out of an airplane like the ground is coming i got a Safer. you know all the safety procedures and you know just all that you don't have the adrenaline so you can actually focus on training and actually how you're flying and like getting better as a as a flyer so that's it 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 does and it doesn't compare the sensation is similar but like none of the fears or the adrenaline or any of that stuff is there so it's actually really different but what i did notice was i was skydiving on sunday and since the hour of wind tunnel time, I was flying so much better. Like it was, it was, it was night and day from the last time that I was flying, which was maybe a month before. Um, the reason we're going to Russia is because these big wind tunnels take a shit ton of electricity, as you can imagine, to run. So it's actually pretty badass. We're going to be training at night in Russia for the two weeks because electricity rates are lower. Um, they're lower in Russia and they're lower at night than they are during the day so basically the we're doing like 12 hours of tunnel time which is the equivalent of 720 skydives in about two weeks which is insane it's it's nuts so basically that would cost you probably like 12 to 15 thousand euro in ireland and we're getting that much deducted um probably about a quarter of that so it's just a trip specifically to get really, really good at skydiving and Russia because it's cheaper. Um, and then, yeah, we're flying at night. So it'll pre- pretty much be like 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off, like quite consistently over a few nights. There's a few rest days. It's pretty much programmed like a gym program. Yeah, like there's rest imagine it's pure like uh, training though as well. Like you can't just go in and do like, oh, man, eight hours straight. Like. So, no way. It's so like it's, I'm doing a lot of rowing and skydiving takes it out of you way more than rowing does. Like yeah. it's, it's just it's a different kind of it's a different kind of sport you know it's a different kind of movement but uh yeah it's tough you're using like your full body again because you have to use everything and you're you're like you're resisting the force of the wind which is like two three hundred miles kilometers an hour or whatever um it's like the g-force in an f1 car you know people don't realize how much of a workout it is to drive an f1 car like it's insane those guys are serious athletes because yeah. of the g-force similar kind of kind of thing that's mad so a lot of traveling planned anyway man yeah too much what about you any travels planned um spain again next year but i haven't i haven't announced that publicly anyway but yeah spain sometime soon you just did huh i just just did it publicly yeah for anyone listening yeah going to spain started well mid-january 
January 11th um, for I don't know how long yet exactly, just for a while, because I definitely function in a warmer climate better. It's one thing I'm missing. And I know you're sick of traveling, but it's definitely warmer where you are than it is here. There's more daylight and sunshine, and that is a big effect, I think, on everyone, but especially like, I don't know, especially me and not just saying not playing the victim card, but I don't like function that well in a lack of heat, you know, cold actually just brings my mood down so much as well. So that's the main one for now anyway, just do that. But I think when I'm there, look at more traveling and that, especially around Spain, because I'd like to see more parts of Spain because it's so big. And I think a lot of people just go to Barcelona or just to Malaga and they don't like venture too far. Whereas the last time I was there, my priority there was really the training and dieting down and losing weight. Whereas the priority now will be work still, but like to travel and make experiences, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah, so, man. I love that. What's big, what's your what's your kind of I don't know, tell me about your training goals, life goals, any goals. What's what's yeah, on the menu? What's on the horizon? Okay, yeah. So interesting interestingly enough, I put a deposit down for a mentor yesterday. Um, I've been working with a mentor this year, but I just it definitely helped, but I want to take things a bit to the next level financially. So I won't go into the details, but I do have high uh, ambitions from a business perspective. And I do feel like the last year or so, I've really been taking my business more seriously um, and treating it like a business. Because before that, it was like getting used to the online, figuring out pricing, figuring out sales, my systems, organizing everything, my structure, routine, what I enjoy doing. There's so many different things people don't think about. And you have to find your own kind of way of doing it. Like, me and you, I'm sure, are very different coaches, although we have a lot of the same values and beliefs around coaching. We work very differently. And even the setups can be different. My checking process might be different to yours. But <clears throat> one thing over the last while I've noticed is there's been a steady increase with my business, which is what you'd expect. But I want to accelerate that a bit and um, going to go to somebody who is a lot further ahead than I am in that field so that I don't have to make all the mistakes. And so that I don't have to wait five years to get to where I want to be, that hopefully I can do that within the next, realistically, the next six months. And that's like, it's quite a big financial goal for me. Um, and I think for me, it's just about taking the business side of it a bit more seriously, because that will then grant me more freedom in terms of being able to travel and also, you know, less worry about paying bills and whatever it is you know and creating the life I wanted for myself I suppose and that's something I've just been I'm very much the type of person that was like you know when it comes to money I'm like ah don't worry about it kind of thing and at some point you have to be like you know what fuck it I need to make this much this much to to do xyz you know and that is really what it comes down to I think so that's one big thing that's one of the big focuses now for the new year because this year I tried to do that, but because of the prep and everything, that took a lot of my mental energy, whereas now I can really focus on that. Um, that's one of the top priorities. The other one is to travel, continue traveling. Another one as well is just keep growing the business as, as it's going, keep providing value and getting solid results. And then training-wise at the minute, there's no set goal. Well, I have loads of goals, but um, I'm doing, I was saying to you off air as well, I'm doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu at the minute. So a bit of that, I'm going to try to keep that up in Spain as well. And that was the point. That was the reason I started it now rather than January, so that I had a bit of a base. And then I'm doing weight training and a bit of running as well. So it's a it's a good combination just to keep it interesting. And I'm not doing the same thing all the time because weight training, I know we were talking about this as well, can get very monotonous. So that's where I'm at. In a yeah, nutshell. Man. 
I actually, I love weight training and like, I actually don't feel that it gets monotonous, but if it was the only thing I was doing, it would get monotonous, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I love it, but like at the moment I'm doing loads of rowing and that's great because it's, I, I guess I'm not doing weight training six days a week or five days a week. Yeah. So it's not get that monotonous and I actually really look forward to my weight training sessions because I have less of them but I also feel that like yeah man I love the gym you love the gym as well and we get so much out of it but like I don't want to be I don't want to be just the gym guy either do you know what I mean like I kind of I think I fell into that I think we might have talked about this a little bit in the last podcast but like I think most coaches do fall into that where you're like you get into the fitness industry, you do your PT thing, you go hell for leather in the gym, and then you're like the gym guy. And it's like, you just kind of become that person where, yeah. I, well, I'm not sure about you, but for me at a point, that was all I did. And like, I would very much hate for that to be the case now because people often ask me, they're like, oh, outside of training, what's your favorite thing to do? I'm like, motherfucker, training is not my favorite thing to do. Like, I like training, but there's so many cooler things that i do outside of my training but my training enables me to do those things it keeps me fit it keeps me on the ball with work so that i can you know obviously fund the other things that i want to do it's like without training i probably wouldn't have any of that stuff but it's like i don't want to like live in a gym either like that's not my it's not my vibe you know i think you're like we're similar in that we're both into the outdoors and we're both into like learning new things and doing new experiences and like yeah i don't want to be a one-trick pony yeah, I'm the exact same. Yeah. And I think for me, it probably did get monotonous because I was training. Well, I've been training the last, I would say, seven years. And the longest I've went without going to the gym, like any gym to lift weights, is probably two weeks, if even maybe one week. And that includes like traveling to Africa, traveling to Spain. Like I haven't went that long without getting to a gym. So at this point where I am now, it's it's less enjoyable, but probably because I did eight months solid this year of training six days a week. And now it was like, it comes to the point where I love exercising, just moving and getting outside and that. And I want to do that every day, but I don't want that to be in a gym every day. So by cutting back a bit on that, adding in a run outside, adding in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, which I'm hopefully able to start adding more in in the new year. Um I think that will make, as you said, the enjoyment of it a bit better because you're doing less of it and sometimes too much of anything. I guess too much of anything does kind of take a bit of the fun away from it. The same way as if you might love your job, but if you're working seven days a week every week and you're not taking breaks and you don't have anything outside of that, it's like, who are you outside of that identity that you sort of become? I think that's kind of what you're touching on there with you don't want to be the gym guy. Like the gym enables you to do so many things as well, but it's not your one whole identity it's like there's more to own dob and then just muscles there's bench press pr like (laughs) there's a lot more to life than that as well like and that's thankfully because my bench press pr is absolutely horrible so luckily there's there's more (laughs) there's more than me ci but uh yeah man it's just one of those things isn't it like i think um it's kind of the all or nothing mentality too yeah where Like at one point in life, I was all or nothing on any drink or drug I could get my hands on. And then I like flipped that in its head and I was like, cold turkey, stone cold sober for like six months, just training. And then I was like, bro, this is not me either. I'm like, I'm somewhere in between, like I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, And then I kind of like slowly have come back to that over time. 
where now I'm like, you know, 80% looking after myself, 20% doing whatever the fuck I want. I am, I'm like, uh, man, life is, life has never been better because of that, because of that kind of balance. Yeah. But yeah, I think also, man, I think it's important because like you nearly feel pressured into not being honest about certain things. Like I have smoked joints my whole life. Um, like my whole life, you know, not, not since I was a baby, but like since I was, I don't know, 12 or 13. And like, that has just always been something I've done. And like, now it's not something I do frequently. It's like pretty infrequent. Depends where I am. Like if I'm in Spain, it's, you know, you've access to coffee shops and stuff. So it might be like once every two or three weeks, which is like, for me is absolutely fine. But like, I remember a time feeling that like, oh, I can't tell anyone that because I'm a PT. And I'm like, fuck that. That's not authentic nor honest, nor I also don't give a fuck what people think. You know, if they don't like that, that's fine. But that's me. And I think that with the whole fitness things, I think because so many people and so many pages we see just post out like that perfect image and they don't actually show you that, you know, they're off partying every weekend and doing all the shit that normal people do. So you're kind of sold this false image of, oh, you don't want it enough. When the reality is that most people are doing the same thing and are enjoying their life as well in their spare time, but not everyone shows you that. So, yeah. yeah. And I suppose it really is like being able to like balance that. Like that's the thing. Like, like I know yourself as well, you've clients that are still out probably every weekend or once or twice a week, but that's no different to other people that are out once or twice a week that aren't getting the results that they want or they're not improving their health markers. It's because of what you do outside of all of that, like not what you're doing you know, a couple hours each week. Um, but yeah, definitely. I know that feeling as well about falling into that, like, oh, fuck, what will people think? Like, used to be smoking myself and thankfully fucking ditched that as well. And I'm, it's funny you mention that because I want to, in the new year, just try to kind of step away from alcohol. I think this year I've drank, oh, I don't know, five, six times maybe, maybe in the whole year, but eight months of that I was prepping. One of them was my birthday drinking. So, like there's not a whole lot of drink there, but I want to see if I can go possibly the year, say without drinking, because right now it's not adding anything to me, to my life, but it's also not taking away anything. Like I can do it here and there and then I'm a little bit hungover, but it's, it doesn't serve a massive purpose for me at the minute. So that's something I am considering doing as well. Not considering I'm already on route to doing that. I don't think I'll be drinking anytime over the Christmas and We'll try it for the whole year, but I think when you're in a warmer climate, that might be different. The temptation might be a bit, a bit higher. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I actually, so funnily enough, I drink a lot more in Spain than I did in Ireland. But when I say a lot more, I mean more frequently. Yeah. But I'm never, almost never drunk. Like that's not because in Ireland, drinking is like when you go drinking in ireland you go drinking like yeah yeah. you're not you're not kind of yeah yeah not doing it to like enjoy um the drink really like you're doing it to get space like like yeah it's like let's go for a few drinks and a few drinks is not a few drinks in ireland it's let's get fucking drunk yeah man like i'll sit and have a glass of wine doing like say if i'm working i love red wine if i'm working a long shift like and I have a lot of shit to do and it's like eight o'clock and I have another hour or two of work to do and I've been in a coffee shop all day I'll go and sit in a bar and have a glass of red wine and do my work and it's like a nice environment it's relaxing it doesn't feel as like it's work so much I'll finish off whatever I need to do um or like say yesterday I was waiting for somebody 
And like sunny day, sat out and just had a bottle of beer. Like after it was actually after the gym. Like I'd had mm. I had finished the gym, had my protein shake, had some fruit, and I was waiting for somebody for about an hour. And I just it was like a lovely day. Sat outside this bar, had a fucking two euro, three hundred mil bottle of beer, and then went about my day. So I actually drink alcohol quite frequently, but like most of the time, it's only like one drink or two drinks. Yeah. Um, whereas like I don't go out and get smashed pretty much ever. The only time I kind of get drunk is if I'm like going to go to a party um you know i'm drinking with other people and i actually want to do that for fun but yeah in terms of i think man my issue i've I've no issue with alcohol i just don't really like the irish drinking culture yeah like it's not it doesn't really serve me whereas the spanish drinking culture serves me great like you know it's it's it allows me to enjoy alcohol without having any like negative effects i only really get positive effects from being able to have a glass of wine with somebody have a shot of tequila after a dinner have a bottle of beer when I'm waiting for somebody um, or, you know, just even on a Saturday, go, go to the beach and sit and have two or three bottles of beer and, you know, yeah. live that, live that stopping. influencer lifestyle. Right. Stopping, yeah, absolutely. It's stopping after one drink or two drinks for most people. Like they'll open a bottle of wine and that's a bottle of wine gone. Like it's not just one glass on a weekend. Um, and I do think a lot of that's like our culture. And then obviously like the influence of, maybe if you see your, your, you grow up and your family drinks or your parents drink like in large amounts, then that you kind of see that as normal, especially at a young age. And then you adopt that mentality in a way. And it's only when maybe it starts causing a bit of a problem, but we're not going to spend the whole podcast talking about alcoholism either. But like my parents don't drink at all. I also think, um, so I think the weather is a big factor. Like if you go into a pub and you're locked into the pub for the day, what the fuck else are you going to do? Only drink. Yeah. Yeah, well, if, no, it's just, dark, if it's dark at 6 p.m., pissing rain outside, and there's no activities that you enjoy, and the pub is open, but the cafe is yeah, open. Yeah, everyone in the pub is slamming pints. Of course you're going to drink pints. Yeah. Like, whereas I think if you're in somewhere where it's a more outdoor kind of culture, it's much easier to, like, sit in the sun and slowly drink beer and actually enjoy it yeah. than how much do you really enjoy beer sitting in a crowded corner in Ireland, like you're not really enjoying the beer, you're enjoying the crack of the pub and the fact that everyone is getting rowdy. Well, that's yeah. that's for me anyway. I can't ever remember sitting in the corner of a rowdy pub going, geez, this is a really nice pint of beer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas <laughs> when I'm sitting out in the sunshine, it's like, oh, it's a nice beer, it's sunshine, just people watching, watching the world go by, having a chat with someone, do you know, whatever it is. Like, I just don't think there's the need to to overdo it. Like, yeah, I don't one, feel one thing I found in when I was in Spain, I felt like it was just this constant feeling that like that their world was just moving slower, like at a much slower pace. Like I was trying to describe to people, like, oh, what's it like there? I'm like, it's like everyone's in slow motion or nobody's in a rush to get anywhere anytime soon. Uh, rather than here where everyone's in. I heard a guy there, I was sitting outside a cafe shop, funnily enough, I was sitting outside a, a coffee shop, I mean, drinking a cup of coffee, just sitting there enjoying it, trying to be like, really present um, and just enjoy the coffee and take in my surroundings. And I heard this guy talking, he was an American guy and he was talking to someone else. I actually might've mentioned this before, but he was like, you know what I find funny? He goes, they, they call it rush hour, but everybody's in a rush. Absolutely nowhere. Where's everybody rushing to? <laughs> like, who's dead serious. Everyone's like stuck in rush hour. And then like, there's not really that much of a actual need to get anywhere that quick. Like if you left a bit earlier, you got up and went earlier, like, you'd be on time for work, you know, and most of the time you're only rushing to get to work or whatever, whatever you think it is, isn't actually that important. important. Like if you're a few um, minutes late, like you were five minutes late for this podcast, 
I didn't lose my shit. I, I, I like had more time to prepare for this. Do you know, it actually benefited me in a way. I'm not saying to be late all the time. That's not a good characteristic to have either. But to realize that like you don't need to put yourself under that much stress or pressure and sometimes things are outside your control. And let's say, for example, I had a call earlier as well and I was stuck in roadworks and maybe two years ago, if that had happened, I would be freaking out going, fuck, I'm going to be five minutes late for this guy. He's going to think I'm a shit coach. He's going to think I'm late. But I'm always late that I'd not taken him serious enough. I just texted him. I was like, look, sorry, man. Stuck in, I got stuck in roadworks. You're ready to go. And he was like, yeah, perfect. Call him. No problem. But it's all to do with how you're thinking about that, like how you react to them situations. And you can create stress for yourself by freaking out, like at things that are outside of your control. I didn't know they were going to be doing roadworks in Ireland because they never really fucking do roadworks in Ireland. You can't predict that. You have to use up the budget towards the end of the year, I suppose. Yeah, man, yeah. for sure. Make it look like they're doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I think uh, what you said there is hitting the nail on the head. How do I like how do I phrase this? I don't give a fuck about 90% of the things that happen on a daily basis anymore. Cause like something like you said there, being late for the call, worrying about like, oh, will this person think I'm unprofessional? Like when I find myself kind of stressing or worried about those things, I'm like, we're all going to die. Like, you know, we're all none of us are getting out of here alive. And like, I'm really going to stress out about a five minute phone call. Like you know, am I going to remember that in 10 years time or 20 years time or 30 years time and go that, oh, Jesus, the time I was five minutes late. And then when you think about it like that, it's like, oh, it's so ridiculous. Why would I be yeah. like, it just, it makes it so irrelevant that something so small could stress you out when, you know, there's so many other things going on in life. Like it's just, it's, yeah. a, it really, it literally is a thing of nothing. And most of the things that people get stressed out about exams and fucking work none of that shit really actually matters like it matters in like the present moment but like in 20 years time it won't have mattered at all whereas it's another reason that I'm, i tell people to like be selflessly selfish so like to prioritize themselves and like say no to shit they don't want to do and prioritize themselves going and training and looking after themselves and like yes it might cost you some time and some energy and some effort and some money up front. But in 20 years time, that is something you will give a fuck about. You won't give a fuck about being a little bit late for your exam or whatever. You will give a fuck about what did I do with my health and my fitness in 20 years time when you're not in good shape and go, Oh, I should have done that. So like there's some things that in 20 years time, will I care about those Health and fitness is something you will most certainly care about in 20 years time, even if you don't care about it now. And then the other side of that coin is the shit that you care about now that doesn't matter a fuck in 20 years time, but you're stressing yourself out and the things that actually matter, health, fitness, family, relationships, friendships, whatever it is, that's the stuff that actually matters. And that's the stuff that we don't really worry about day to day. And we think, oh, that's like, that's not important, but it actually is important. And then we get stressed out over dumb shit that doesn't matter. Yeah. So I've tried to stop doing that. <laughs> Life advice from one Dobbin. No, it is, it is, it is good. Um, and I think what you're saying about like the reality that we're all going to die at some point, like something I've adopted and it sound, might sound bleak or negative, but it's not. It's like the reality is like, you don't know, like tomorrow isn't promised like that saying like I do that. I use that on a regular basis. 
because it puts things into perspective that you're worrying about these things that are really minute in the grand scheme of things. And if you spend all your energy worrying about the little things, you don't get time to focus on the big things and the things that are important. Like you said, like focusing on your own health and what it is you actually want to do here on this planet with your time. Like, what the fuck do you want to do? Like, who do you want to be? What kind of things you want to achieve? Like, don't just sit around fucking do nothing and freaking out over little, little things. And, you know, just going to college for the sake of it, if that's not what you want to do or doing a course. Like I, I got a, for example, I got a place in, arts in nyg after the leaving cert but i thought about it and i was like right i could do that for four years prick about in a four-year course that i don't even know like i i was doing it to do psychology but then after that i was like right what will i even do out of that because i don't think i'd enjoy going down that career route so it's like i could do that for four years or i could just start doing what i want to do now for four years and try to build like this business because i knew i was trying to get into personal training and grow my brand and as a result, I'm now four years ahead rather than four years behind in that regard. Yes, I'd have a qualification, hopefully, and maybe be qualified as a psychologist, but then I could be doing something I didn't want to do in the first place. I think that's a, it's an important one, just to, to make sure that your time is being spent well as well and doing the things you want to do because you're responsible for that. Nobody else is. Yeah, man, 100%. And most people will not take responsibility. <laughs> most people listen to that and they'll just be like ah yeah fuck it i'll do that another time or yeah it makes yeah, sense so they won't they won't I'm, yeah I'm, I'm going to do that yeah and and what you said as well about like you know your health mattering in in 20 years i think that's where a lot of people over consume things and let's say fags and drink and stuff like that and they don't worry about the consequences they're like ah fuck it i'll worry about that when when the time comes and the time will someday come. the time will come and your liver will be fucking failing or you'll have lung cancer or you won't have the strength to get out of a chair when you're in your 70s which you should have um and it might sound scary but you have to remind yourself of the the inevitability of like life as you age as well and some of that you can't you can't reverse but you can give yourself the best fucking chance at like living as long as you can and actually enjoying life as long as you can and yeah, I, I don't know about you but i i something i'm afraid of is i'm not afraid of but something i do not want to happen is for me to get like the likes of a heart attack or stroke that could have possibly been maybe delayed or not have happened at all as a result of me taking care of my health you know Man, 100%. and i think so what you mentioned there about like the fact that death is inevitable I don't think that's bleak at all. I think that's the most fucking liberating thing you can possibly hear and know and program into your everyday choices and decisions. Like it's literally something that I think about every day and I think about it with a big smile on my face. I'm like, thank fuck we're all going to die at some point because otherwise what would we be doing? There'd be no urgency. There'd be no kind of, okay, I have, a, I have a limited amount of time. I don't know how much that could be. It could be 50 years. It could be 50 days. I have no idea, right? The fact that I know I have a limited amount of time gets me off my arse in the mornings to go and do shit and to make things happen. It's like, oh, all those things I talked about doing for years, I'm going to stop talking about them and actually start doing them. Like I talked about skydiving for fucking years, man, like six or seven years. And then I realized, I'm like, why am I always talking about this? Why have I not just actually gone and done it? You know, and that was kind of off the back of, you know, doing my own, starting my own business and obviously, you know, my own training and all those kind of things, which I guess just made me go, oh, I actually just have to take action on it. 
instead of talk about it. But like, I also like the fact that, listen, you don't know. So if I'm thinking that, okay, like death is coming, right? And I need to mind myself, like you said there, right? To avoid heart attack, stroke, something later in life. There is also the possibility that you do everything right. You never smoke a fag. You never have a drink. You never go to bed past 10 p.m. And you're still unfortunate. You have genetics or you have a family condition and you have a heart attack, right? It happens all the time. Fit people, like no one is exempt from chance or, you know, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's quite liberating in that sense too, where it's like, okay, well, that being considered, I can also enjoy life a bit. And like, I don't have to be like perfect. So for me, like all the things you mentioned there, like, you know, lung cancer and liver disease and all these things that are associated with smoking and with drinking. Like, yeah, if I was drinking and smoking heavily all the time, then I'd definitely be not taking care of my health. But I think for me as well, it's like, okay, but 90% of the things that I do more, probably 95% of the things I do and the decisions I make improve my health. And that 5% where like I smoke a joint with an old mate um, or like a family member or, you know, anyone at all every few weeks, like in the big picture of things, that's not enough to worry me. It's also makes absolutely no difference. If unfortunately I slip and fall in front of a train, it doesn't matter how well I've looked after my health. It's still hasta la vista. So unless, unless you're after smoking a big spliff and then slipped as a result of that. <laughs> <laughs> That is the direct result of that myth. That that is, but you could also say the same for a banana skin. I might eat a banana to be healthy on the platform and then slip on the banana skin and hasta la vista another time. So yeah, anyway, I think, man, the whole concept of the fact that we're all going to die is liberating because it means do the shit you want to do. Look after yourself as best as you can. That's what it means to me. And just fucking enjoy it. Like, you know, whatever you're doing. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's it as well. I'm not I'm not anti I'm not anti alcohol or anti smoking or anti anything. Like even drugs, like I've a lot of friends that are won't go naming anyone, but they're big into enjoying their partying and that, and that's fine. It's just not something that would appeal to me um for other reasons. But like that's fine. I'm not anti any of those things, but overdoing anything could definitely lead to potential consequences. Like, and that's where you want to just make sure that it's somewhat in balance. As you said, it's like you know, 70, 80, 90% of the time you're doing the, the right shit, which is like prioritizing your health and yourself. And maybe there's 10, 20% where you're taking the piss a bit because like you said as well, we don't know how long we all have here and we want to make sure we enjoy it as well and don't take ourselves or life too seriously. Man, yeah. for sure. That's life. Actually, something that's worth mentioning here as well is, um, so I uh, I went to a cardiologist there like uh, about a week ago because I've obviously been doing the all the rowing training like really high threshold high heart rate like up on two hundred beats a minute um a lot like way more than I've ever done and obviously your heart is under pressure it's a muscle same as your other muscles like um and I kind of went from zero to a hundred very quickly over the last nine months um I also got the vaccine. And of course, like I have no opinion on the vaccine or any of that before it gets all controversial, but like there's lots of um, issues relating to the vaccine, right? That have been like, you've seen it with sports players or people. It's just like one of the common side effects or whatever, right? 
Um, and I noticed I was getting some chest pain. So I was like, right, I better get this checked out. But it just turned out to be serratus anterior, which is a muscle. It's it's one of your pec muscles. It's in and around your pec. Um, it's nothing related to your heart. So it was fine. But like you need to get those kind of things checked out as well. Because a lot of the times, like even if you're minding your health, you can get ahead of the curve by doing regular health checkups. And like, I don't know how many people actually do those, but for years, like I've gone every year to get like a full medical. It's basically an NCT on me. Yeah. And I think that gives me peace of mind then when like every year I get the all clear and everything, um, you know, touch wood, um, that it gives me the peace of mind that, yeah, okay, look, I am in good health. You know, it doesn't, it's, it's not that, I can't have a few drinks. Like overall, I'm in really good health. I minded myself. All my metrics are good. They're getting better every year. I'm getting fitter. My health is improving. Um, you know, I'm not deficient in anything. And I think when you get those things checked off, it just gives you a little bit more kind of, I guess, trust in your own health and confidence in your own health. And that's important because as soon as you start stressing and worrying about things, that's when things get worse. So like people are stressing and worrying about their health or anything, like just fucking tackle it head on because yeah. stress and worry are major causes of a lot of diseases and a lot of health issues, you know, and people yeah. don't really think of that as something that they need to kind of get sorted out yet. They worry and stress and don't sleep properly. And then they wonder why they end up in a bad way. Whereas if you are chilled and relaxed and have your few drinks and few joints, you might actually be fine you know, in the long run. And that's not like medical advice. My medical advice is get yourself checked out if you're not sure and regularly check up on your health mm-hmm. and then decide for you what's the right amount of, you know, training. What's the right amount of like eating well? What's the right amount of partying? Like how how do you want to enjoy life and how do you want to balance the books? Yeah, I think that's well said. Um, and yeah, I like I... I need to get a full checkup myself, but something I do is get bloods done regularly, um, which does check a lot of things, but I'm talking about the likes of getting your heart checked, even prostate checked and all of that. I need to start doing that more, prioritizing that. But it's just even here, like I went to, I was with one doctor and I went to get bloods done and they were like, ah, no, you don't need them. You're fine. And I was like, well, I want to get them. So I ended up moving doctors. It's like, right, fuck that. This is, Essentially, the way you look at your car, it's like, can I get my car serviced or NCT? Like, just to see, maybe it's working fine, but you just want to check. Is there anything that's underlying? And, you know, is there anything that needs a bit more attention? Something that might needs might need a little bit, a bit of a TLC or fixing, you know? Um, so I think it's important. And then I moved to another doctor and got my bloods done. But I went in to try to get them done again. And he had the same results. Oh, no, it's fine. You don't need them because I was in for a different issue, whereas I wanted it for a peace of mind. So I'll be going back again to get that sorted. Um, and it's something just to like, you know, just to say that if we're not doctors, but if you want access to information about your health, then that's a, a right that you have. Like just fucking keep asking until you get it sorted or switch doctors. Like don't just accept that no as a no. That's man. I've never had that. Any like, so unfortunately in, that, that, up like they should any place i've gone um i've been like oh i just want to get a full checkup can you do everything can you do my cardio can you do like my heart my bloods the whole shebang like everything um (laughs) everything and most of the time it's not cheap like it's it's a couple hundred quid to get everything done but like 
fuck me, man. It's the best couple of hundred quid that I spend every year. So like you said there, someone will do it for you. Find somebody who's willing to do it for you. And like you NCT your car, you know, you check your house, you check everything you own, like you keep it in good working order. Why would you not keep yourself in good working order and get yourself checked out, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's for sure. But yeah, that's... Uh, huh? Important <laughs> shit, man. Yeah, it's something I need to prioritize now again because it just slipped the back of my mind. So that's something I'd be taking from the podcast anyway. There you go, man. Yeah, get it checked. Just get everything checked purely, as you said, for peace of mind as well. Um, but yeah, what about yourself with, uh, aside from like traveling, say training goals, like I know the last time you were on, you were just kind of with the ocean row, you couldn't really disclose too much information about it. Like where are you now? Uh, uh, I still can't disclose too much. No. What can I disclose? Um, sorry, let me, I have to think here before I speak. Basically, man, the original ocean row is off. So the, ori- the original project is off, but we've built a fucking way better project. I'm, fucking, I'm so excited about it. Um, basically, we tried to go the charity angle with the row and we worked with a charity for like 10 months, really biggest charity probably in the UK and Ireland and like, you know, would have had access to all the national TV stations, like really, really powerful in terms of marketing the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, and after 10 months of working with them like every week their legal team wouldn't sign off on it because of the liability um, you can't get insured for an ocean row for obvious reasons so their legal team actually wouldn't sign off on it even though the directors and the big bosses wanted it to happen so that was in about November October yeah probably about October so for like a month it looked like everything was up in the air um, we didn't have the boat, we had a deposit paid in a boat, but we didn't have the funding for the rest of the boat. And yeah, man, we just had a series of fortunate events. Um, basically, in the meantime, Jack and I, so Jack is the guy I'm going to roll with, Jack Middleton. Jack and I were obviously quite disappointed that the ocean roll was not going to go ahead. So we put our heads together and we were actually traveling together. And there was a couple of other things we've been planning to work on. So we actually are starting a company together completely unfitness related um, completely different marketplace. Um, and just after we laid out the kind of two, three year vision and plan for that and kind of made a few calls and started getting things up and running, we got a phone call from a guy who we know who has an ocean rowing boat who agreed to sell us the boat for quite a good figure and pay it off over two years. Um, cause these boats are expensive. Like they're very, very expensive. Um, so we're now doing an ocean roll. It's still going to be the Atlantic, but the route is different. As far as we know, the route has never been done. So it's still a world record attempt just to a different place. And it's actually a PR stunt for a company we're going to start. So the whole project is completely different, but I'm still training for an ocean roll. And I can't tell you too much more other than that. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. So man, it's so fucking exciting. Very, very um, exciting. In terms of like the like start date for that and stuff, is that like changed much as I've been put out? Like, or is it you're still training it's, towards yeah. the same time frame? It's still the same time frame, yeah. So it's going to be the end of 2023. Um, it'll probably take us like two months to roll. Um, 
from where we start and where we finish. So probably December, January of 2023. And if I tell you where we're rolling to, I might give away part of the the um the story. So I won't tell you that just yet. But basically when we arrive, it will be the f- kind of that will be the launch or the first phase of starting this new company. Um yeah, so I can't say too much more. It's yeah, it's exciting. It's so. suspense as well. Yeah, a little bit of suspense. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, listeners, go and follow me there, and she can check it out as it happens. No, <laughs> money slagging. But uh, yeah, man. No, it's exciting, and look, it's it's one of those things. Like, we're really, really happy now to be doing it on our own terms. We're not. There's no red tape. Like we wanted to do it for charity. You know, yeah. we wanted to do it as a decent thing to do, but we still will set up a charity page, but we will, it's like, if you want to donate to the charity, great, there you go. That's the charity, make a donation, that's cool. But we're not going to be working with the charity because we would have had their branding and their logos and all of that kind of stuff. Instead, we're going to have our own branding and our own logos as part of the launch of the new brand. Um, so yeah, like, you know, maybe it's maybe it has worked out for the better. Um, so yeah, we're, we we should have that boat secured in the next six months, and then we'll bring it to Barcelona, dock it in Barcelona, train there for about a year, year and a half, and then uh, set off. Savage, exciting times. Yeah, so I think that that's the that's the thing with with the plan. Most people don't realize like a plan doesn't. It's a plan is just like an ideal. Like it's like how you would like things to work out, and oftentimes there's there's hiccups and obstacles and speed bumps like you've had. But it's about trying to find your way through them and around them. And you absolutely have done that. And then oftentimes as well, it works out in your favor because now there's probably less limitations. You can kind of do it your own way and it's still what you wanted to do. What <clears throat> I know we kind of talked about it on the last podcast, but what's your like reasoning behind doing it? Like why? Like if someone said to you, oh sure, if you think you're going to fucking, if you know that you're going to die at some point, why would you bother your ass training for this? Someone, oh, it's man. that mindset. Man, I, I I don't know. I like I just I don't want to fucking sit at home and do normal shit. Like that just that that to me is the definition of like being miserable. Just for me personally. And some people will love that. That's cool. But yeah, I just want to go out and do as much difficult, cool shit as possible. Um experiences, being present, like yeah, like it's just it's it's a big challenge. Very few people have done it. Um, yeah, man, I just love the idea of it. I love the idea of, you know, what you would get out of doing something like that as well. Do you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just... Story to talk really around, around the campfire. Something to talk it's about to your grandkids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. I don't really know if I care about, like, like I want it for myself. I don't really give a yeah, fuck about yeah, this yeah. for anybody else, if that makes sense. But it's more it's like, like that, that experience and being able to actually talk about that and share that. And yeah. Plus what, like what you will learn from doing something like that. Like you just, you know, most people who go on and do an ocean row end up being incredibly successful in pretty much anything else they do, because it's like nothing gets much harder yeah. than that. You know what I mean? If you can do that, like starting a business, making a million quid, whatever your goal is, that's a piece of piss, according to people who've done it. Yeah. Um, you know, and and also, I'm not doing it for the opportunities, but it does open up massive opportunities for you as well. 
um, because people are like, okay, this is a person of integrity who actually does what they say they're going to do. This is a person who is not afraid to put in the work. This is a person who's not afraid of risk um, who is willing to face fear. Those are the characteristics that people look for when they want business partners, when they want you know, people to go in on projects with them, when they want whatever it is. Um, you know, so if you go, if you complete an ocean row and you go to an angel investor and ask him for a hundred thousand to fund your project after you've rowed an ocean, you've got something to stand on. You, you know, you've, you've proven yourself as somebody who can endure and go through all this toughness and somebody who's not going to give up and not going to quit. Um, so again, that's not the reason I'm doing it, but that's just another cool thing that comes along with the project. Um, honestly, man, it's the same reason that I want to climb mountains, the same reason I want to skydive. I just want to be outside. I want to be disconnected. I want to be doing cool shit that scares me, that makes me want to overcome fears and overcome discomfort. And yeah, also it's just such, you know, such a cool thing to train for. Um, so yeah, I hope that kind of answers it. It's not an easy one to answer, I don't think, because yeah, there's there's a lot of kind of angles on it. Yeah, no, that definitely answers it. I understand it myself. I can relate to that, but I know that me five years ago, six years ago, maybe didn't, or a few years ago, and that other people are just like, you know, there, there are definitely people that are perfectly happy sitting at home and just doing their day-to-day, and that's fine as well. But I think some of us have a bit of an itch to push the limit as far as possible. Man, whatever makes you happy. Like if you were, you know, I, I talk about sitting at home. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's just a bad thing for me. I'm fucking miserable if I'm not doing a lot of stuff all the time, I'm miserable because I'm just sitting like, and especially when you work online, you get so swamped with technology and social media and all of this shit, which is great. It's changed my life in positive ways, but it's also like hard to manage at times too. Um, And I think just doing shit where you don't have a phone is like the kind of shit that I like doing as well. Um, you know, or doing things where you're just completely not thinking about what anybody else is doing. Like you're literally, I think the beauty of rowing an ocean is you're just, it's survival and it's like the most primal instinct. And it's just, that's what you're thinking about. And you find out a lot about yourself according to people who've done it as well. So I think it's, it's kind of like a journey of self-discovery in a way as well. And then just obviously building a lot of good traits. Yeah, absolutely, man. Ikigai, isn't that what they call it in Japan? Have yeah. you heard of that? Yeah, I have, yeah. I actually saw a post on it recently and it was just saying, just listing all the the um, values, I guess, or the beliefs that they have, you know. One of them is something like to be present. I don't know it exactly, but there's a list of kind of things to follow. So that's quite good. Do you want to come and row an ocean, no? <laughs> I'll agree to it on this podcast, will I? Man, it's only two man. <coughs> it's a two man team, is it? Every, everyone is going to hear you. Uh, they're going to hear you say you're going to do it, and then you'll have to do it. Well, I know on the last podcast I said I'd be jumping out of a plane. Um, yeah, man, let's do it. When you... The only thing is, I thought I'd be in Spain sooner. That is the only thing. Like, I can go and do it in Ireland, I'm sure. I could look, look that up right now and do it because I'm not yeah, a man you of can. Saying, Yeah, I'm not a man of saying, oh, I want to do things and not following through. Like, I very much follow through. And going back to what you said earlier with skydiving, I did that with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I was like, why is this something that I've talked about on and off or, or even thought about to myself for three, four years going, oh, at some point I'll do this. 
And the thing was, it was always, it wasn't the right time because I was focusing on bodybuilding show. I was focusing on a photo shoot prep. I was focusing on my business. And I was like, you fall into fucking traps that I find other people fall into that I'm working with. There will never be a right time. You just need to do it and take that first step. And I talked about this in my most recent podcast as well. But for me, it was just sending the email and, you know, starting there. So now for me, skydiving is, I to, to be honest, I would like to do it in Spain. So I'm in Spain on January 11th. So the earliest we can meet i will jump out of the plane cool bro i won't be in spain on january 11th because the irish Rowan championships are on january 22nd yeah yeah i will be yeah i I mean i will so i'm going to be in spain the first two weeks of february but i'm going to be hunting for help for a house and then i'm going to be going to russia and i need to get like actually have a skydiving helmet on the way to spain at the moment but it's not going to arrive to Barcelona. It's going to arrive outside the city um, and it's going to arrive like three days before we leave. So it's like cutting it so tight to bring it to Russia, yeah. but I need Russia. So those couple of weeks might be a bit manic. We're going to be looking for a house too. But after that, like from March onwards, let's go skydiving, bro. And don't bother going in Ireland. Like view wise, <clears throat> fucking like Saltamos in outside Barcelona, man, is the most ridiculous place to jump out of a plane for having an incredible view and I actually was talking to a guy the other day who jumps all over the place and he told me that he tells everybody about the place where we skydive because of the views Um, I'll actually send you some photos on WhatsApp um, from the sky uh, after this Um, man it's the most ridiculous place like you can see the Pyrenees with the like snowy mountains and then you can see like Montserrat which is this big massive mountain range and just like full 360 of incredible scenery so i would definitely recommend holding off um and doing it in the sunshine as well yeah, it's I not want to... it's actually, you'd be lucky to actually get to jump in ireland this time of year because yeah you ha- it's quite weather dependent as well you know i do i do actually plan like i said with spain i do plan on traveling a bit in spain so barcelona is definitely on the cards anyway so we'll arrange that and i've announced it now on the podcast anyway so Someone can call me out of my bullshit if I don't in the next few months jump out of a plane with a fear of heights. But that's what Man. life is about. Facing fear and challenge and just saying fuck it. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And imagine in the worst case scenario, death, I guess. But that probably won't happen. And how much is there to gain from everything else if that doesn't happen, you know? Ah, like, man. Yeah, I mean, look, I've had... It, I've, I think I told you about my close one. I've had some dances with the devil um, I actually don't know if I told you this I got hit with a fucking lightning not a lightning bolt but a big bolt of blue electricity from a tram line in Croatia two weeks after my parachute failed um, in skydive so like it was a big bang it frazzled my umbrella like and I think because I wasn't holding the metal I was fine but I was holding the rubber bit of the umbrella but it was like lightning. Big- lightning from the tram yeah, it looked like lightning. It was a big blue flash, but I didn't. I just saw the big blue flash because I was holding an umbrella running under the tram lights. And my mate was like, "Man, what the fuck? Are you okay?" And I was like, "It's like, did that just hit me?" He was like, "Yeah, it just welted the umbrella." But I didn't feel. I just felt there was a big loud bang, but I didn't actually feel anything hurting me, you know, or going through me. But I had like a pair of Timberland boots on, and I was holding like the rubber handle of the umbrella. So. Yeah, man, that, I think that was, I don't know how, like, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't have been that bad, but the skydiving one definitely could have been quite bad. So, yeah, I think I'm hopefully in the clear now. Statistically, I've had my dances with the devil this year, so I should be in the clear for a few years. Well, that's pretty rare. 
Yeah, man. Yeah, it's very rare. Like, Definitely. your chance. I am looking forward to the book you'll write, man. Man, me too. Fucking don't know when I have time to write it. <laughs> Honestly, now is not actually the right time. I have too much more cool shit I have to do first. Yeah, yeah. So that's not an excuse. It's just the book wouldn't be very good now, I don't think. I think it would be good, but there, it will be even better because with more time, there's more experiences and especially what you have on your agenda, you know? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, hopefully, will you buy it? I will. I'll be the first buyer. Thanks, man. That's the first sale. I only need what? I'm pre order. It doesn't matter. To get a New York Times bestseller. You need how many? Ah, it's, man, it's a bit of a fraud, to be honest. I, as far as I know, now please correct me if I'm wrong, anyone, because I know I'm on a public podcast, but it's, we are just having a chat. So I'm going to pretend that like I can be real here and also be wrong. But as far as I know, getting a New York Times bestseller is a bit of a fraud because you basically pay to, to make it a New York Times bestseller and you pay, you, you have to sell, you only have to sell 10,000 books, which is not that many considering the amount of people on the planet. But you have to sell it through their promoters or publishers or whatever it is. So if you refuse to play by the rules and you do your own thing, even if your book sells millions of copies, you won't get a New York Times bestseller. But it's like this thing, oh, New York Times bestseller, that must mean it's the best book ever. It's not. It's just that the book has gone through the channels and paid the money to put that label on it, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it still has to be a good book. Pornhub and Pornhub Premium. Man, I, I don't know much about Pornhub and Pornhub Neither Premium. Do I. Neither do I, but I'd imagine <laughs> Premium is... Definitely not Premium, because I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know how much it is. I, it's not something I've ever even looked into, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that have. No, it's only $49.99 a month. That's not even... That's not where I wanted the podcast to end, so I'm going to have to cut that out. There you go. Or leave it in, we'll see. Oh yeah, also I'm starting my OnlyFans um, if you want to sign up. It's also $49.99 a month. Nice. And it's way, way better than Pornhub. Way better. That's the new business venture then. That's the new... Fuck, I wasn't supposed to say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be rolling half across the ocean, bollock naked, making Man, only that's... OnlyFans content. Making windmill videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, two more Right, I'm going to hit stop recording now. Yeah, man, you better. We're getting in trouble.